1: Not only do you upgrade to FAIR, you're also joining a reliable network you can trust to have your back. No hidden requirements, no activation fees. Now that's FAIR. Learn more at uscellular.com.
2: Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, the editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as Kathy Griffin's new BFF since Anderson Cooper was so mean to her. But in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today, we're going to play a live interview I recently did with comedian Kathy Griffin. She's just released her first stand up special since the notorious photo shoot in 2017. The new special is called Kathy Griffin, A Hell of a Story. We spoke at the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas. Let's take a listen.
3: Your headliner headliner, Kara Swisher is here. Sit down. All right. I've just started with my funnies. All right.
2: Listen, we have a lot to talk about. We were just talking about No shit. Um, I don't know where to begin.
3: Why don't you explain the photo? Okay. Talk about the photo. So one of the things I'm very open about is I'm 58 years old. I'm proud of it. 58. Look at this body. Look at me. (laughs) I'm a role model. All right, so, um, you know, I've been canned from Bravo. Right. Because that piece of shit Andy Cohen with his no talent. Right. And so, no, if you can name a skill set, I'm all ears. All right, okay. I thought so. Right. All right, so, but, but you know, I've been dealing with ageism in my industry for a long time. And, right. you know, since I was about 40, they've been trying to put me out to pasture. And, you know, I don't have, like, a big, you know, Lorne Michaels type or a Judd Apatow type to have my back or a studio or, a, you know, I, you know, anything. So um, sometimes when you're when you're out of work, you'll do little silly things like that. And mm-hmm. I've done it before. I'll just take some wacky pictures, put them up on my social media, and try to make you guys laugh. Mm-hmm. So that day, I worked with a shooter named Tyler Shields, and he had taken some other photos of me before that were good. He's a good shooter, but I'm a little pissed at him because he won't give me the copyright, and that picture, like, changed my life irrevocably. But, um, you know, he came over with just him and a couple of bros, and... Um, You know, I thought the very last photo, we had taken a bunch of silly ones, which never saw the light of day. And the very last photo, we did collaborate and say, let's do a photo that shames Trump in some way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I did it in response to, even though I can't stand Megyn Kelly, but I also didn't like when Trump said there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. So the inspiration was as deep as this, see if you can handle it. <laughs> I just thought, all right, let's see how he likes it when there's blood coming out of his wherever. And right. so it was a Halloween mask and it was one of my uh, styrofoam uh, wig, wig heads. because mm-hmm. the, the mask kept folding, like his balls, I assume. <laughs> and, um, oh, they're dragging on the floor. They're dra- He trips on them every morning. Okay. Anyway, sorry. We'll stay on topic. All right. And uh, so, thank um, you for that vision, though. But Go Oh ahead. God, poor Stormy. Can you imagine? Yeah. Ugh, okay. What she's seen. Anyway. um <laughs> So, so took the photo to be, like, subversive, I'd say yeah. more than funny. Like, yeah. I, I, look, if people think it's a joke and it makes them laugh, that's fine. But right. I kind of felt like it was a little more of a, just like a middle finger, you right. know? Yeah. So um, what happened was took the photo, and uh, I was so naive that the photographer, for some reason, gave it to TMZ. So right. if you don't, guys don't know this, uh, TMZ is a guilty pleasure blog run by a self-loathing gay man named Harvey Levin and his big gig is that he has a fucking vault and everybody in Hollywood is scared of his vault. Well, I say, open the fucking vault, all right? I got nothing to hide. So, I'm not afraid of those guys anymore. But I will say, in my business, people think TMZ is the news. Like they pretty much think it's the post, and so the Washington one. All right, so um, <laughs> the Denver Post. But anyway, so the it started with the photo, and I believe so you the were title taking it was, just to. Did you think at all that there was any possibility because it's for a minute, I thought this will be on like a gay blog for two days. Like okay. I really thought it was. You know, I was. Clearly, you know, I, I actually purposely did a stoic look on my face because normally right. I'm very animated. Mm-hmm. I purposely wore like this high collar thing right. and, um, you know, I was holding up a, a Halloween mask. By the way, if, if it had been like a full body dummy, mm-hmm. that probably would have been fine. Right. And um, so then Harvey Levin started with the uh, Kathy Griffin has joined ISIS and severed the president's head which, I'm not a surgeon, but I don't think that's feasible. Okay. Um, But he would then go back to work. Work. So it spread like wildfire, and um, I love that whole AMI flipping, so so, then all those other publications picked it up, very very like you were in Isis that you were in
2: Isis that but i, I want to go back ISIS. to the making it. so it was just yeah. it was a lark this was like yeah. you didn't think it was possibly tasteless you weren't worried that he was actually president and there have been threats and no. things like that and there were the al
3: qaeda beheadings or anything like that you weren't No, but I will tell you, I did a tragic apology video, which I still kept up, um, because my good pal Rosie O'Donnell, who is the preeminent expert at being trolled by Donald Trump, he's been after her for like 13 years, and she called me and she said, what if Daniel Pearl's mother saw this? Mm -hmm. And that's why I did the apology Mm -hmm. video, when then all my comedian friends called me and they said, why'd you apologize? So I just want to be clear, everyone turned on me, left, right and center. You know, the right wing had a field day and they still are, like I'm in, that photo is in the new NRA ad, it's in the new national GOP ad, it was in several local GOP races during the midterms, it's been manipulated, it shows up at every rally, people make a lot of more Trumps holding my head, stuff like that. So in the way that it went, more than viral, is not something I could have seen, because I wasn't aware they had that apparatus Mm-hmm. ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Trump's You called calling, it a wood chipper. I call it the wood chipper because right. it's really no different than what they did to like Little Marco and Lion Ted and stuff. But I was sort of the first celebrity. So my, the reason I. Well, ca- Rosie O'Donnell, right, the, the name, the name. Yes, right. but, he, but she didn't have to go under a federal investigation by two federal agencies. Mm-hmm. So what happened was the next day I got a call from my attorney and um, he said, uh, the Secret Service has opened an uh, open file on you and the US Attorney's Office. And um, the the part that I, I want to tell people because I want people to know their rights and there's a lot of mythology about what they can and can't do, but um, they wanted me to uh, go downtown to the jail downtown in a jumpsuit and cuffs and they wanted video of a perp walk. So. Uh, Over my dead body, would that happen? Mm Because, by the way, I did show that photo to my lawyers before I posted it. I'm not stupid. I work in the First Amendment. It's my commodity. And my lawyers, rightly so, said, yeah, it's well within the bounds of the First Amendment. So, A, I didn't break the law. B, I didn't violate the First Amendment. So I didn't know what they had in mind. But the investigation, I, I think, was to intimidate me. And my entire tour, the rest of my tour, was canceled within 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And TMZ was reporting the tour cancellations in real time, which was mm-hmm. odd. And um, you know, then I just became toxic, and everybody became scared All of right,
2: me so, like so, so, So you had checked with your lawyer that this yeah. was OK to publish. I sent it
3: to him, and I said, can I post this? Right. And he said, yes. Did any time you
2: think that it was tasteless or something like that, just because he's the president, whatever you think of him as the president?
3: No, because it's him. Right. And I think the reason I did something, (laughs) the reason I did something so, so extreme with him is, first of all, you know, I've known this moron for like 25 years. Right. One time he hired me to roast him. So he acts like he doesn't know my shtick. He does. Okay. And, um. What did you say at the time during that roast? Oh, I just—you know—he well. First of all, like a typical bully, when I saw him at that facocked like golf course that we're all paying for, Bedminster, whatever it's called, (laughs) and the only reason I did it is because Liza was going to sing, and you can't leave Liza alone with Donald Trump. (laughs) I mean, even you know that, Kara. It's not safe. And so, um, and she was on her happy pills that day. So I just wanted to keep an eye on her. And uh, and so when Trump approached me, like every other bully, he had hired me to roast him. And he comes toward me with the fucking gun hanging out and the his balls are out filling out his, like, you know, pleats. It was, he's so gross. Um, and anyway, he comes up and he's like, oh, oh there she is. Don't make, any jo- don't make any jokes about the hair. Like, you know. So, of course, I made as many jokes as I could, but um, I did touch his hair, though, that day. And he didn't feel it, which I thought was incredible. Like, I touched it, and he had no reaction to it. So I did it a second time, and he still didn't even feel it. So it's like a shellacked sculpture, Billy Ray Cyrus meets comb-over. Okay. Um, So, believe it or not, when I knew him during, like, the NBC days, I I don't mean to defend Hollywood, but honestly, nobody took him seriously. I mean, I would see him just on roundabouts if I was promoting my life on the D-list or one of my specials, and he'd be doing The Apprentice, or Uh I'd see him around New York in some way, and he would show up at the opening of an envelope. And so I had actually spent... There was an envelope opening one time. No, but I'd actually spent quite a bit of time with him. Um, One time, there was a roast for Larry King, who was like... It was like his 120th birthday party, I think. And... um, And so there was a dais, and as you know, the the thing that's weird about a dais is the audience is watching you eat dinner prior to like the little roasts. And I was in between the Donald and Gilbert Gottfried. (laughs) I have never been more in love with Gilbert in my life because Because Trump just, it was just that, like, wah, 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 the Charlie Brown teacher, and he kept saying non-sequiturial shit that made no sense. And I knew he was stupid, but I didn't know he was, like, Britney Spears stupid, like, happy to be stupid. Oh, Britney's, like, fine with it. (laughs) And so... And so the reason I wanted to do something really dramatic yeah. with the photo is There's truly, I mean, I remember right. watching every day of the Watergate hearings, mm-hmm. and I truly never thought in my lifetime anything like this could happen, and now I believe it's worse. All right, so you put the photo out. You, were, I, you didn't I have actually any didn't. other, you had no the other. photographer, I we're said dead. to the okay. photographer,
2: do it. I don't? I didn't have a publicist. But, you, but said, there was more than thought, because at one point yeah. Hillary
3: Clinton decided it was Perseus and Medusa. That hurt, so Hillary Clinton, who I worship, she puts in her audiobook, she goes, and all the fuss about Kathy Griffin, it was obviously a send-up of Perseus and Medusa, which I've never heard of, so. <laughs> I just need you guys to back me up when in the other interviews I go, it was a send-up of Perseus and Medusa. Um, <laughs> but I don't, is that like a Greek story? Yes, Sounds it is. <laughs> Does somebody's head get cut off? Medusa's, yes. She's a woman. Yes. Oh, it would have been a send up. Oh, yes. I get it now. I'm the woman. Yes, got it. And shit. she
2: has hair. She had shit. She had snake on her hair. And I have curly hair. And if you put her face in front of people, they turn to stone. You don't okay. All right. There's a lot of
3: people I'd like to turn to stone. Yeah, okay. But it right, so, wasn't smart enough so to have it. In that the 24
2: in. hours, you know, the, the, the idea that was that you were inciting violence, suggesting assassination. Yes. Um, 24 hours. And suddenly, all the, the virality went into it. Yeah. So you were canceled by the internet, like. Yeah. Essentially.
3: Yeah. And also, everybody felt the need to make a grand statement. Right. So CNN was first in line, and they actually on the ticker it said CNN fires ISIS member Kathy Griffin for the New Year's Eve <laughs> broadcast. So, so I wait, know. just to be clear. You're not a member of ISIS, right? I worked at the gift shop for a week. Okay. <laughs> and you know. I, first of all, they get up too early. You know, they're on those jungle bars at like 6 a.m. That is not my gig. Um, and so, by the way, it's taken me a long time to even be able to make that joke because I've had so many people confront me on the street, and right. they're convinced I'm in ISIS, and I'm—they're—they're uh, they're tying me in with pedophiles and something QAnon. QAnon. Yeah. Okay. Am I Q? Are you Q?
2: No. Or who's Q? Someone. All right. There, there's not <laughs> really a, a Q, right? It's. I don't even want to go into it. Okay, go ahead.
3: (laughs) But that's my role now. Like, I have to know all this shit. I had to learn all the Nazis. Now I know all the fucking Nazis, the Proud Boys. They all come at me. And some guy named Charlie Kirk, who's got, like, fans that are, like, cult members. And it's, you know, and they don't play. So online, the death threats were immediate. Right. But then, because... And the death threats range from... They range from... Well, the most popular one was, we want to cut your head off. Um, we want to stuff it up your pussy and then cut you uh, in the middle. Like, that was their most popular way okay. of wanting to kill me. And it was graphic. And mm-hmm. so what hap- the way the tour got canceled was people started calling these theaters, and I really don't and blame the death theater owners. In. Because right. when you're normally doing right. Mama Mia or Blue Man Group, <laughs> right. you're not used to someone saying, I don't want to go see this ISIS member do comedy. <laughs> So I later found out they were all robocalls, which was like devastating to me. So when I talk about the Trump wood chipper, I've just learned so much. And I I have a weird feeling I might show up in some of that David Pecker stuff, Mm -hmm. because now that AMI has, you know, okay and life and style and all, I wouldn't be surprised if there was like an email from Don Jr. saying, you know, let, well, Don Jr. said on Good Morning America, our family doesn't just want to ruin Kathy Griffin's career, we want to decimate her. Right. So And he's Eddie Munster from the show, The Munsters. Right, yeah. um, so, I have a lot of respect for him and his girlfriend. Um, so, the reason I tell the story is, it, it is in fact historic. Right. So, I did a lot of research on this because I didn't want to be spouting off. but. I am actually the first person that has had a sitting United States president use the full power of the Oval, the First Family, the Department of Justice, and the entire right-wing media to try to ruin a private citizen. Mm -hmm. And I happen to think being a 58-year-old female comedian with a big mouth and everything, you know, antithetical to what he believes in is why he sort of chose me. Mm -hmm. And I also didn't have an infrastructure in place to really protect me. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long slog. We're going to
2: take a quick break now. We'll be back after this with comedian Kathy Griffin.
0: Searching for what to stream next? HBO Max is where all of HBO meets the greatest collection of movies, shows, and Max originals for everyone in the family. Discover something fresh to watch with new HBO series like Lovecraft Country from Jordan Peele, Misha Green, and J.J. Abrams, or The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. You can also jump into a new Max original like Selena Gomez's new cooking show, Selena and Chef, or The Flight Attendant, a dark new comedic thriller starring Kaylee Cuoco. Ridley Scott's even producing a new series called Raised by Wolves. Whether you want to rewatch classic favorites or finally get into that show your friends have recommended a thousand times, HBO Max has something for everyone. Start streaming today and find your next favorite. Download the app or visit hbomax.com to start your free
1: trial. If you're an early adopter, you get that your devices and your connections need to be fast and help make your life better. But you might be forgetting one thing. Tech should be fair too. Fairness isn't a new idea, but it is to wireless. That's where US Cellular comes in. At US Cellular, people come first. And that means a fast, reliable connection with no hidden requirements and no activation fees. They'll even pay you back for unused data. When you upgrade to US Cellular, you upgrade to FAIR. Learn more at USCellular.com.
2: Instantly, you got the death threats. Yeah. And we'll get to the social media companies in a minute and what they do. Yes, do you have an issue with Jack them. Dorsey?
3: I, if, I, if Jack Dorsey's here, I'm going to slap him in the face. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> he's not. No, he's not a god. Calm down. <laughs> and you know, Elon Musk is crazy, too. So don't be like falling into that fucking cult. <laughs> Elon Musk. That fucking guy's nuts. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, you were investigating... You went out with a girlfriend of mine, and he parked outside her house for four fucking days. Okay. Right? That guy's going to send you to Mars in four years? Don't (laughs) count on it. (laughs) He said that. He said, SpaceX goes, we're going to Mars in four years. You know how much oxygen? 0.1%. Right, okay. So what do you do when you get to Mars? You don't breathe, Elon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How do you deal with these people?
2: I've interviewed him many times. He does. He says he wants to die on Mars, just not on landing. Fine. Okay. <laughs>
3: okay. You can
2: do it in four hours, according to
3: him. Okay. Um, okay. They investigated you. They put you on the do not fly list. I was on the no fly list no for fly two list. months. Right. Um, the Department of Justice called Why? by because they thought you you threatened a credible threat to the president yes and um i have a very good i got bloomed by that piece of shit lisa bloom so i had a disastrous press conference and she's horrible and i'm also allowed to say that because it's only my opinion she is bad and a fake (laughs) feminist all right so then i had to call my actual first amendment attorney who i've been with for years who actually was at a funeral and didn't pick up his phone that day so that's kind of how i went down the that's how i got bloomed but his name is alan eisman and he won the landmark supreme court case jerry falwell versus hustle magazine so my theory has been if you can get larry flint off you can handle me right. and he did a very good job and he was very effective because mm-hmm. the doj called his office every single day mm-hmm. is she coming in is she coming in today is she coming in and I just thought that sounded far and above what they would typically do, certainly to a comedian. Mm-hmm. And um, so he had to negotiate that I wouldn't go downtown into the Purple walk, but I was interrogated under oath in his office. And what they were considering, they took two months to consider whether or not to charge me with conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States. Wow. Which holds a lifetime sentence. Mm-hmm. So prior to my interrogation, my lawyer said, you know, it wasn't a situation where, like, if I fuck up, he could go, I need a moment with my client. You know, it wasn't like that. And so he said, I'll oh, never forget him saying, I love you, kid, but you fuck up and you're leaving cuffs. Mm-hmm. So it was a very serious matter, and we had practiced right. and done murder rooms and all that stuff.
2: Right. So you were on the Do Not Fly, so you couldn't go anywhere.
3: Couldn't go anywhere, and I, I travel for, I make my living by touring, so that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. And And you, the other... Celebrities had insulted the president. Yeah, Michelle like Wolf did and got in trouble. Yeah, well, she did the White House Correspondents dinner, which I attended, by the way, and she was hilarious. So that was like Match Schlapp and his beard wife making that bullshit up. Okay. And that one, I mean, can you imagine fucking Match Schlapp while he looks at Channing Tatum on a video? Okay. Anyway, no, he's super straight. He loves vagina. All right, so, um, you know, that's the crowd Trump runs with, so okay. fuck him. But. You know, I I actually was at the White House correspondence Dinner. Michelle did really yeah. well, and I saw Matt and his wife Mercedes leaving and they started tweeting that the whole room, that there was this is mass exodus. And that just wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So, um, now that it's happened to me, I'm determined that right So, but other other
2: male celebrities, Johnny Depp, uh, Snoop Dog, criticized Trump. Morrissey,
3: Yeah. Peter oh, Fonda. Right. They Mike all they all just got uh, said elect- similar. They said threatening things. Yes, so. they allegedly. I mean, they were allegedly. harmless, but um, like I talked to Peter Fonda and he said he just had like a 10 minute phone call with the secret service and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Uh, I know Johnny Depp was just, mis- you know, mysteriously photographed with his make a wish kid four days later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he looked hammered even during the picture. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but you know, he had like the whole team from pirates of the Caribbean come in and make sure he could, you know, be up and working. Sure. So I think in-, in a way I was the perfect target. The perfect target. So yeah. an easy target. Yeah. And so one of the things you said, there's no bad
2: publicity. There's there is bad publicity. Yes, yeah, so I learned, such I learned a that thing. There is such a thing as bad publicity. Right. Because you your, your previous
3: career, Ben, you didn't mind like trash and people. Oh, I've been in I've been in Hollywood trouble, but never you know What's two federal it, agencies. All right. So Hollywood trouble would be Hollywood trouble is when I won my first Emmy. Uh, my 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 first Emmy. I got a lot of those now. When I won my first Emmy, and I I wanted to do a speech that was like. Funny, because, you know, I think it's funny yeah, when I people this. thank Jesus for awards. And so I won my first Emmy, and I said, you know, I just want to say, Jesus had nothing to do with this. Suck it, Jesus. This award is my God now. So <laughs> um, right? some, like, religious groups took out full-page ads in USA right. Today. Yeah, I remember Suck it, Jesus. I got fired yeah. from a, a TV commercial. Right. Okay. Because I wouldn't sign the gag order. Right. So I can talk about it. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> so, I won't be so- gagged. So, second, that, that's Hollywood. Uh, that's Hollywood trouble. That's, that's when your agents go, oh, what were you thinking? But, you know, when you get the lawyer saying, we've right. already opened an investigation, you, you don't even, I didn't have an opportunity to even clear my name or say, you know, it was a statement. And as you guys know, there's a long history of comedians doing this sort of thing. And I thought, I didn't know that the shooter was going to give it to TMZ. I thought he was going to send it to, like, Der Spiegel or Charlie Hebdo or something. Right, right. Or Paper Magazine. So. Right. Once it's on TMZ, then it's on all their ancillary, like, shows. And it goes around logs. into this wood yeah. chipper where the bots, the, wood chipper, the, yeah. the bots start working. The bots start, and that, yeah. that, you know, I didn't even know how that apparatus worked. Right. So I was getting, my timeline is to this day flooded with, like, ISIS lady be bad. And, um, you know, I I had to learn what bots were. And then there was sort of debate over, no, no, you're just trying to make it better. These are real people. And then I started getting old-timey mail because a lot of Trump bags are older. Sacks of mail like a cartoon. And um, there were all kinds of... Those are real. Those aren't bots. Those are... Those are real people that really think I'm an ISIS. And um, because it's so believable. (laughs) And they would say, once again, their favorite method is they would say, I want to shoot you in the cunt, uh, cut your head off, and then stuff... Your head up your cunt, okay. and that was like the theme, you know. And I'm, and these are like probably like 70 year old straight guys and stuff. Not exactly my demo. Right. So they enjoy the old timey male, and okay. some of them would do like stickers and put like a lot of them would draw me without a head and shit. So. Um, that went on, and then the FBI started calling me, right. and they have like three levels of So now threats. you're
2: interacting with the FBI because of threats. Yep,
3: I'm a big fan of the FBI. Let me tell you, they protected me, and they did a fantastic job. Right. So they would call me if the threat was like, eh, a little. Thank you. They're a government agency. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not anti-government. Like, I'm not, I'm not one of those at all. I think right. government is necessary, and regulations are good. Okay. So um, anyway, uh, if you get a phone call, if the lawyer gets a phone call, it's like kind of a threat. When they would call me personally, it was jacked up a little bit. And then, as I said in the tape on there, ironically, the day I filmed the movie, um, the FBI did a no-knock, which means they feel the threat is imminent. And so, you know, I was sleeping in that day because I had a performance that night, and I was in my PJs. And every time the FBI comes over, they never laugh at this joke. I go, Norm! Like (laughs) on Cheers. Like, you know, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> All right, so they came over, and, um, you know, I was, I was used to them saying, you know, look out for this or that. And so they said that the uh, MAGA bomber had, he was already in custody, and they said that he had shared his list with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And I said, can you tell me how many? And they said no. And I said, so you can't tell me who? And he, they said no. And um, then they suggested that I open my mailbox standing 10 feet away from it, like the S scene on TV, old lady, right? But I'd have to get like two of them. So now I just stand in front of it and I go, kaboom. And I just open it myself. But, right. Um, Are you worried at all? Because Yeah, I, I, I am. And on the other hand, I it's like it's been so much of a deluge. Right. I had incidents at almost every show on the American leg of my tour. Meaning they'll get up and yell at you. Oh, yeah. There was like a GoFundMe for some guy that they flew into one of my Philadelphia shows where I sold out the first one, had to add a double, hey. And um, he was like a QAnon guy or whatever. And so he was in the second row and he starts yelling that I'm a pedophile. And I, I, by the way, you'll have to walk me through how okay. the Trumpers then turned into calling like Tom Hanks a pedophile yeah. and Sarah Silverman is a pedophile now, yeah. um, not, not true. Um, so he started yelling that I was a pedophile. And then I got it down to a system um, where my tour manager, and I have a security meeting personally with every gig that I do. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to play what I call the great halls because I thought this material wouldn't work in 500 seaters. So here I played the long center, which is amazing. And in New York, I played Radio City and Carnegie and sold out Carnegie in 24 hours. And very proud of that. So I know, right? So. I thought there is a story that people want to hear. There's just a disconnect, which is the fans were coming out really around the world. And so I'm now global, if nothing else. They all know me. But Um, but working a day, your work in Hollywood has dried up. I am, I don't have one single day of paid work ahead of me for the rest of my life. Except for concerts, except for. I don't have any concerts coming up. Right, because of this. Yes.
2: And you can't get anyone to distribute this. You paid for this video. Yes, yeah.
3: And honestly, the reason I even made it is at first I thought even my, my lawyers were saying you should document this story because it is historic. And mm-hmm. even if it sits on the shelf for 10 years or something like that. So I wanted to just do that. Right. And then um, when no one from any of the TV or streaming services would even talk to me or look not at the Netflix, social, not Amazon, none of them, no. none of them. And what did they say to you? Well, when it got to the check signers, and this is another important point, um, there's kind of a, there's a couple of misleading things I want to clear up. One of them is, you know, women do have more power in show business, but to this day, there's not one female that can actually sign a check. So as much power as Shonda Rhimes has, she still has to kick it up to the old white dinosaur to get a show greenlit. So, there are still, I call them the six old white dinosaurs. One of them used to be Leslie Moonves, but he's gone. (laughs) Fuck him. All right, so, he raped his way out of the business. I have no sympathy. So anyway, and they're all like that. They're all rapey, and they're all gross, and they're all behind the times, and all that shit. So, I would be trying to express, like, well, if the big boss doesn't want to give me the time of day, can you at least give him the stats for my tour? My tour grossed $4.4 million worldwide. And you know, I've probably made about seventy-five million dollars over my career. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a, a friend of mine did a little experiment, which is he called the head of one of the biggest free agencies in Hollywood and said, "What if I could bring you?" Um, no, his first question was, uh, he said, "Hey, would you would you like to take on Kathy Griffin?" And this owner, who I've known for a million years, um, said, "Oh, Kathy Griffin, that is a life too short situation." So the same friend called the same agent a month later and said, what if I could bring you um, an actor I know and this guy has made $75 million over his career. And the agent goes, I would call that a priority client. And my friend goes, well, that guy is Kathy Griffin. And he still was like, nope, 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 toxic, too scary. Mm-hmm. So. You know. So what are you gonna do? You, don't, you can't get even Amazon or Netflix or the more fast. Well, I'm hoping they'll come around, and I'm right. hoping that whether it's the almighty dollar or they see possibilities or they see, like at least the historic value of the show. Although I tried to make the show funny first, but there's it's, it's there's not some, all funny. There's it's some not all funny because some of the shit was really scary. Right. And I also I feel a real need to tell people, you know, I was when I was when I was finally exonerated, I knew I could only do concerts overseas. Right. So the cool thing is. I did really well overseas. So you're big in Belgium. They didn't bat an eyelash. In fact, everywhere I went, and you guys know this if you traveled, like if it was a cafe or any place, pretty much they'd hear an American accent and be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? What's going on?" You know, you were the bastion of liberty, and so. Um, you know, I would deal with that. But the audiences were really hungry. And I think the fact that I know Trump sort of was like another layer. And the extent of the investigation and the extent to which they're willing to go to. And I was obviously just a shiny object. I mean, my photo was days after Robert Mueller had been assigned. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, I mean, you guys have all seen it. When he's in trouble, there's some new shiny object that they'll dangle. Mm-hmm. And I was a shiny object. Do you but regret really doing the photo? I don't because... Number one, he really, he really has a coming. Like, he really deserves, you know, just, just, I mean, he deserves what he has done to others. Right. You know, I mean, probably most, I mean, most of us probably agree the most egregious thing is the zero tolerance, kids in cages thing. Right. But it's also, you know, moving the embassy to Jerusalem was stupid, not to mention, right? I mean, that's just caused violence. And he did, you know, there's just so many things that, like I said, at 58. And I just thought, okay, this, you know, if you're not going to take a stand now, what the fuck are you waiting for? Right. So I was just, I just wanted to get the story out there. Right. And by the way, they can take your phone and SIM card at airports in America. So that was a rumor that I also heard. So I was then put on the Interpol list. Right. So when I went overseas, my first show was in Auckland, New Zealand. And that was the first time I was detained. And I was then detained at every single airport which is what do they scary. do when they detain? It's actually really scary. They take your um, passport, and they take your device, you know, your phone, and they put you in like a detention room, like the, bre- uh, the, uh, the breakfast club, I guess. And, um, <laughs> and I was Judd Nelson, apparently. And, um, and they don't tell you what they're doing. But their eyes would, like, all turn into saucers. So to this day, I don't know what's on my passport. Right. But it's bad. It's bad. And then they call their supervisor, and they take my passport and my phone, and they go away. Sometimes it would be 20 minutes. Sometimes it would be two hours. Uh-huh. And you're just sitting there, not knowing what's going to happen. What are you doing?
2: Today? I'm looking. I'm going to read something you wrote me. But go ahead. Oh, I thought ahead. you were, you like, go? bored. You were no, I'm something. not.
3: I'm bored. No, <laughs> no I'm going to read something. Mom, look. This is really going slowly. What do you, what do you make for the dinner? Oh. No. Oh. No, I'm I want to ask pork you. I wonder.
2: Do you think um, it's sexist? It's uh, the sexism around it. Or you think oh, it's
3: totally sexist. Because one and of the things is of and misogyny.
2: Right. So yes. one of the things you wrote me. Do you mind if I read something you texted me? Go ahead. All right. I dare you. I asked you. Okay. Well, I dare me. Go right now. <laughs> oh, you don't know me. Okay. Um- <laughs> I said, I have Amy Klobuchar right before you, so get ready for some comb talk, because we yeah. talked about the issues around the comb and her being a bad boss right. and stuff like that. And you wrote me, you know what, that whole thing is such Hillary Clinton level bullshit. Big deal she threw a binder at someone. I'd fire an assistant who brought me salad without utensils as well. Maybe that assistant would be happier working for Mark Meadows. Amy Klobuchar never pulled out her vagina in front of a coworker or a subordinate, I can guarantee you that. Yasher Ali started this nonsense campaign, they've taken him to the woodshed for it, but I'm saving all my fire for Jack Dorsey Fuck him and his place on the fucking spectrum, love your new best friend, Kathy Griffin.
3: <laughs> I speak freely. I speak freely. <laughs> so,
2: there's so much to unpack there, uh, not the vagina part, but. Um, but but this sexism, the same thing with Amy Klobuchar, she was just talking about this. Yeah. The, the idea that she's a bad boss and gets it 20 times more than other
3: I mean, are you kidding? I don't care if she gives someone a concussion. That's nothing compared to Trump whipping his dick out and everybody else whipping their dicks out. Can you guys keep your dicks in for one second? Jesus Christ. All right. I'm not going to let anybody see my Volvo once. <laughs> I know that's crazy. So, so yeah, and I also think I also think I mean knowing the Donald, you know, right. he likes to be addressed as the Donald, right. which is the weird in itself. Right, and uh, he's he's such an idiot. But um, you know, he, he I think that uh, he is the type of man that thinks and resents the audacity. That I, at my age, would even dream of staying in the game, mm-hmm. and you know, my inner Joan Rivers—I want to, you know, basically die on stage, and I don't ever really want to retire, and I mm-hmm. love what I do. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. All
2: right. Let's get to the. I want to get to tech in just a minute, really quickly. But Anderson yes. Cooper, who well, who didn't stand up for you, and who did? An- well, well, Anderson but, Cooper did not. Obviously. Yes, I, I'm aware of that. So
3: yeah, everyone is. Yeah. And so uh, you know that one. That one just really hurt because you know I always say I don't have a punchline for that. And, you know, I mean, Zucker didn't surprise me because he's just a douchebag. He's also not smart enough to run a news agency. Jeff Zucker. uh, Z-U-C-K-E-R. Although he (laughs) wants to pronounce Zucker like Hooker. He said that to me once. It's Zucker like Hooker. I was like, okay. (laughs) You got me. Anyway, um, it's just, you know, even though I was like, exonerated, it's like, it's just those two guys don't roll like that. Like, it wouldn't be inside them. I don't think to say, oh, it turns out this was kind of a smear campaign and we kind of know what this is and there was a lot of manipulation of the image and all that stuff. And the Anderson thing hurt just because I really loved him as a friend and yeah. I, you know, nobody gave me a heads up or call or anything like that. So. Have you spoken to him since? No. No, not at all. Have but you- did you see that shit fest New Year's Eve? Oh, woo <laughs> Sticker! Oh, my God. I watched every minute. I hate-watched it. It was a disaster. Oh, I was in heaven. Okay. (laughs) Talk about chemistry. (laughs) Um, Did you think about reaching out to him again, or did you? Um, Yeah, he actually did send me one text uh, that wasn't particularly nice. And I just wrote back and honestly, I just I just said, it's OK if I reach out to your mom because I really was friendly with his mom, Gloria Vanderbilt, or as I call her, Glow Vandy. You heard me. <laughs> and um, uh, he said yes. And so I wrote I just wrote her an email and, you know, I just said I, I appreciated her friendship. And I said, however you want to proceed is fine with me. And I just really wanted to gush over her. because She was a really good friend to me. So. Right. And do you expect to ever have a discussion with him about that?
2: I mean, he's not like a talker, right. okay. you know? right. All right. But, but I do But you know. have a new gay, you have Bobby from Sarasota.
3: Yeah, I got um, amongst the, the civilian I, I, gays. That's right, I, the civilian gays are on my side. I mean, there was, I got like a couple of days after the photo, um, one of the gays sent me a photo of all the gays dressed like me on Fire Island with like mock heads doing a parade. And all the other gays are like, hey, go girl, go. So I was like, oh, I was almost cried, so emotional. So, I mean, that's, that I think is, that is my kinship with the LGBT community is I think, you know, we share a being on the outside, looking in, liking to be subversive, having to fight harder for everything, jump higher, fight harder, that sort of thing. So I think that's a, that's kind of the natural relationship. And um, yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen. I I can say none of the power gays have like given me a gig or anything, but they might be just scared too. I don't know. I'm blacklisted like everywhere. So I don't know what what's going to happen. So I want
2: to talk about where your career is going to go at last, but the tech people. You just know—you mentioned Jack Dorsey on the fucking spectrum.
3: Yeah. Um, talk about the tech companies because you, you have issues. Well, I do because, you know, I now have a little bit of understanding, but this is your area, yeah. that I was put into the, like, beyond memosphere, right? And mm-hmm. so yeah. there, you know, I didn't know that these tech companies had, you know, agents ready. And I know that I remember seeing that guy in 60 Minutes, Brad, Parcel. Parcel. That fucker is dirty, all right? He should be in front of the grand jury. Oh, by the way, right. I want to be on that uh, grand jury. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in charge of the grand jury,
2: but go You ahead. are? No. I was hoping. <laughs> no, no. Maybe
3: if somebody gets sick or something, it's, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's me and Giuliani, but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> um, that guy. So so anyway, I, as I, as I um, you know was taking such an online beatdown, uh, I was also learning at the same time, some of the non-robots coming after me is, it, like I said, I had to educate myself about all these Trumpers and the subgroups and the rise of Nazism among young people, because I'm from Oak Park, Illinois, and it was this really big deal. I don't know if you guys yes, remember. the Nazis. It, the Nazis. Skokie. March in Skokie. And it was like a civic event. Like, the whole city talked about it for years, and people protested, and they never came back. So it blows my, makes me really sad that there's now a whole new generation getting misinformation that turns them into full-blown nazis Mm -hmm. and they don't care for me (laughs) and so um you've got all like the breitbart folks and uh tied in with that group and and i did not know that some of them have like large social media presences and that their followers have no interest in legit news at all so that's why So what should these companies do what do you like what do you want jack dorsey to do i well first of all he should resign OK, so the first thing in order of business, he needs to resign. Because I got sucked into, remember when he was covering Ferguson? I remember thinking like, oh, he's like this forward-thinking guy, and he's going to document the riots in Ferguson, and that's good for him. Next thing you know, he's like not banning any of these Nazis or super far-right QAnon folks and stuff. And I don't, I don't believe they don't have the capability, but you can answer that question. Do they ha- is it really truly out of their hands? No. Well, what the fuck? Yeah. That's it. What the fuck? Are you
2: going to call him? I can,
3: but not right now. Let's call him an no. speaker. No, no, no. Come on. No. Get the stick out your ass. Let's have a little fun. No. N-O. That's he not. would take my call. Yeah. Okay. Hi. You do. You call people. I you do. Messages. I call, I call uh, Marty Singer. Yeah, he's, the- he's one of the attorneys that would go after the Me Too victims and like threaten them. So uh, I also called one of the uh, Nazis from Charlottesville, the crying one, Chris Cartwell. And I was like, hey, it's Kathy Griffin, bitch. How does it feel now, motherfucker? And just hang <laughs> up. By the way, it's very smart of me to identify myself. Like, I'm <laughs> out of jail now. Shit, I didn't think of that part. Okay. But the, deal, the, the thing with the social media thing is, you know, I, I thought Sheryl Sandberg was a hero with the lean in. Mm-hmm. Although, let me just say about lean in. Every time I've tried to lean in, I broke my fucking nose. Okay. She should have written a sequel, but anyway, uh, I, I, I don't know what their game is, because how much money do you need? Right. And if they were taking rubles, et cetera, and you can tell me, but I would, ex- I would suspect it's more than just Russians. Right. It's I Chinese. It, it's yes. It's all of them. So yeah. I would, and Iran. maybe some Americans, you know, right. but um, that, is, that is something they, they, that I fear, because I don't see them making any moves, and their testimony in front of the Senate was just really embarrassing for the Senate, because right. they didn't know an iPhone from Google. Right. Um, for real, Gomert. And so, um, you know, I, I just, I don't see them signaling anything that they want to protect their users.
2: I think, the two things I always say is they, know, they want all the benefits, but none of the responsibilities yeah. of running the platform. And I'm,
3: I am a living example of that. They did not contact
2: you when you started getting strafed on social media? Not at all. Not, not at, at all. all. They no. never escalated you to, like, a VIP kind of status. I don't even what does that mean, You have a blue check. Uh, they should have contacted you if you'd gotten if you reported oh, no. deaths. You just filled in like everybody else the death. Yes, rate.
3: I fill in a thing and I send it. No. no oh, is it true? I want to ask you this. Okay. Is it true that the way if I think it's a robot? I heard a rumor that if you follow them for a minute and then block them, it kills them if they're a bot. Is that true? I, I don't think so. Oh okay. shit, okay. Kara. <laughs> okay. I thought you had like some bot killing. No, I don't have trick. a bot
2: killing trick. Shit. But they didn't contact you. When no you one. Made. No one contacted me. No one but the FBI. Nobody but the FBI, No. none of the social media companies. What should
3: happen to them? Should they be subject to regulation? Yeah, well, first of all, we have to get more people in elected positions that know what social media is and know it, how it works. Yeah, Because. right. Yeah, yeah. So they don't know the questions to ask, and I thought Zuckerberg's testimony was frightening. I mean, seriously, those BDIs, I know it's a joke, that's not human. So I don't necessarily think he's real. He is. Oh, come on. He is. You sure? Have you seen blood or is it ice? (laughs) I've seen it. All right. Remember when on summer when he annoyed a bunch of normal people and went to the house for dinner and thought it was a big treat for them? Can you imagine? (laughs) Knock, knock. It's me, Jeff Zuckerberg. Okay. Mark Zucker. Oh, sorry, Mark. I'm thinking of Jeff Zucker. I have residual anger for him. But I wouldn't even let him in. I'd be like, get the fuck out, you fucking cheater. Because I actually think they are as complicit or rather responsible for manipulating worldwide elections. Right. You know, I mean, worldwide. Right. So. The idea that Nazism is on the rise in Germany, where, as you know, it was the only European country I know of where it was at least technically illegal, mm-hmm. and, you know, Poland is now an autocracy, and even, even um, uh, Italy is mm-hmm. getting kleptocracy, and so I, I blame them for all of that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I was in um, London a month ago, where I gave a speech on the First Amendment at Oxford University. <laughs> oh, fuck off. They're like, this is, you guys are like this, went there. <laughs> yawn, yawn. I didn't even go to college. That's a big deal for me. It I It is. Went to high Everybody. Oxford. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> oh, now, now you're talking down to me. <laughs> So anyway, um, one of the reasons I I am here is uh, obviously I was the first of many. But I mean, if they're stripping John Brennan of his fucking security clearance, they will stop at nothing. And, you know, my story is uh, unique in that I did and do have the means to defend myself. But I've also met many, many people. As you know, this inaugural had more protesters actually arrested and put in jail than any other inaug- inaugural. Yep. So those folks gotta you know show up for a trial, they gotta pay for hopefully legal fees and because you need a lawyer in those situations. And so that's one of the reasons I want to get the message out is right. it really is not a showbiz story. It's all fields. Mm-hmm. And that's where I also think there's the ageism, sexism, misogyny tie in. Mm-hmm. so I think um, you know the more younger electeds we get that can talk about unionizing, um, you know, indigenous women, women that are forgotten, women that have been incarcerated, getting people that have been incarcerated, the right to vote when they get out, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, so, you know, I don't even understand, like, how stuff trends on Twitter. Like, is that manipulated, or are those actually the top 20 things people are talking yes. about? Well, they, they can push things. They, if they push virality,
2: speed, and engagement, that's what they're going to get. If okay, they push so how does on- that
3: work? Where, like, let's say that they want, like, the, the um, you know, like, uh, hashtag mute Hillary. Right. Like, that's got to be, like, some fucking group, well, right? Well,
2: you can manipulate those algorithms. And uh, how do, do you that. do that? Well, you can use these. These are very sophisticated. Do I have to buy
3: an algorithm? What is that? No, no, you have
2: to buy an algorithm. But they can be—they're very manipulable. They they don't want to take responsibility for what goes on in their. I want to know what they have the nerve to say to you because you actually know how this shit works. Right. They tell me they're not that it's really hard after having previously. Wait a minute, got- I just got an idea. What? Let's role play. Okay.
3: All right. All right. Really you're- quick. Then we have questions. All right, yeah. you're the you're gonna play Kara Swisher. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna play Jack
2: Dorsey. Okay. Okay, you ready? I just was online with him. We just did an online thing. You saw- hey,
3: I just came from a Nazi rally. How are you? <laughs> I'm embellishing. I'm in, I'm an artist. <laughs> What's your question, you fucking dyke bitch? Okay. <laughs> I'm playing character! I'm playing character! How do you like my beard? I'm in ZZ Top. And then what? I would not know what to say. <laughs> But you really call these fools on carpet. I I do. Now, do they actually try to convince even you? Yes. Like, oh,
2: we didn't see the rubles coming. We're trying. We didn't see the rubles coming. We're trying really hard. Kara, don't be so mean to us. Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, yeah. Let's go up there together. Okay. Because I will kick some fucking ass on your behalf. All right, okay, all right, okay, all right,
2: okay. We're going to take another break now. We'll return to this conversation with Kathy Griffin after this.
1: Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are in your neighborhood, ready to help personalize your insurance. And you can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. Visit statefarm.com today to get a great rate without sacrificing great service. That's statefarm.com. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: All right, we're gonna ask some questions from the audience, there was Slido.
3: What are your general thoughts on the 2020 elections and current candidates, Kathy? Oh, I I think the the thing that's great is that I'm obviously a Democrat. And I think the thing that's great is I think we have an amazing stable. Mm -hmm. And I think what's fucked up is that already, social media is contributing to the right wing notion that we have a bunch of horrible choices. And I think we have an embarrassment of riches. Mm -hmm. So I personally would like to see a smart, competent, female president before I die. So that's where I'm coming from. but. But the good news is, you know, I, I think there's well, many, many stars in there. Many stars. Do you have any
2: particular favorite?
3: I mean, I, I, gotta, I have a little hard on for Booker Harris, Harris Booker, and I don't care who's who. Right, okay. So, right. okay, all don't right. Don't boo Cory Booker, he's a good guy. I had lunch with him. All right, okay, okay, yeah, lunch with him. Um, is there a. Why, pro- I, well, I feel like Booker gets a hard time. He why, does. Why? Oh. Oh, he took corporate money for two months? I
2: don't know. You'll grow up. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, is there a problem with hate speech in the US? Should it be regulated as it is in many other democratic countries?
3: Honestly, I think it should be regulated on social media first. I actually think they should be the pioneers because, right. as you know, in anonymity is very different than if you, A, yell fire in a theater, which right. is breaking the First Amendment. <clears throat> what I did is not breaking the First Amendment. Right. And, but you uh, believe in some regulation for absolute social media on social um, media first and frankly I would like to see how it works there before you impose it on people and being a comedian you know we live in fear of, of free speech being limited in any way and journalists of course right. so I kind of want to have them try it
2: online first. I would like them to first get rid of bots which they can do I think remove because the bots do gin up you, you saw during the Samantha B Roseanne Barth yes. It was really interesting. The bots don't care what side they just want to create discord. They were yeah. doing the Roseanne is terrible, and they were yeah. doing Sam B is terrible. But and so then humans join in.
3: But it's how come Americans don't get their goal is so
2: transparent? Well, I think a lot of people. I, a very well known reporter I know was was what, I'm not telling you. Brett Stevens. Uh, yeah, Brett Stevens. Yeah, I sure. knew it. No, I don't
3: trust <laughs> Brett Stevens. As no, far as <laughs> I can tell, it was like it's I, wrong. It's not Brett Stevens. Who? Anyway, uh, it was Charlie I'm Sykes. Not, no, I'm not telling you. It's um, not. Oh, not was, David Fromm. You're not no. believing his bullshit. No. Okay. Access of Evil. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that shit? Okay. David Fromm. In
2: any case, they were arguing with a bot, and I had to text them and say, hey, that's a bot you're arguing with.
3: You're a good friend. I know I am. That's a call I'd like to get. I know, I, I will. When I, you I start arguing, arguing with a bot, with bot I it was really am. pretty good. That's a, uh, Kathy, are you single? I am single, and I gotta say, my boyfriend was a rock star during the whole thing, and it sucks. We just broke up for, uh, four months ago. Why? So um, I I don't know why. All I can say is a relationship works until it didn't. Right. But he was a great guy, and what's ironic is I referred him quite a bit in the film because right. he was with me for so many things. Right. So. So you are single. 58, and I, are there any like 50 year old? Like I want like a 50 year old attorney, CPA. <laughs> Like, I want a real job, not you fucking venture capitalists with your apps. <laughs> I, want, I want a dental plan. Yeah, OK. I want a defined benefit plan. Yeah. Not p- Bitcoin. doesn't okay. matter with these people? I know. Bitcoin.
2: All right. You so, imagine
3: Bitcoin? So you're looking for a man. They believed it. You're, you're looking for a man. I'm waiting for a man to be lucky enough to find me. All right, OK, good. Now, well said. <laughs> you said backstage you're close to being fluid, right? I, I if it would help my career, I would turn fluid in a heartbeat. Okay. Heartbeat. Okay. Binary, fluid. Oh, and bipolar is very trendy. Okay. Bipolar. Yes. <laughs> That's my announcement. I'm bipolar. And okay. Fluid. Well, you're going to come to our lesbian parties now. I wouldn't miss a lesbian party.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. All right. They'll stick by you. You can join our militia Etheridge.
3: Well, um, I'm ho- I was
2: <laughs> hoping. Okay. Um, have you uh, been able to sway anyone from the other side opinion by sharing your story? Should we engage with racist, misogynists, etc.?
3: No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I have, you know, I have a ton of relatives that don't talk to me. I will say that my ex's parents are big Trumpers, and they had news vans outside their house. Yeah. Because his dad and he have the same name. Right. So, you know, that didn't help, but... um I will say, well, this is, this is the only funny story, but the amount of people that legit think I'm in ISIS to this day is sort of funny now, but it's also shocking. But that day, my mom, my beloved mother, who I am sorry to say is now in the throes of dementia, but right. I'm sure you know her and she was a national and treasure. she re- watches Fox like my mom. She watches, uh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Right? What the fuck? Do you ever yell at her? All the time. Right? Uh, Me too. Yeah. I was like, I don't care how sick you are. Turn it off. (laughs) All right, (laughs) so I'm a very good nurse. I'm a very good nurse. (laughs) Anyway. um so my mom that day calls me and it's a crazy day and I'm crying and all this other stuff. And she calls me and she was watching Fox, but her hearing aids weren't in because they would have hid the petals in her hair. Uh-huh. It's an old person thing. And um, her vision was really going. So she goes, I was watching my boyfriend Sean Hannity and he says you joined Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda. And out of all the clubs you could have joined, God damn it, why'd you join Al-Qaeda? So my own mother thought I had joined Al-Qaeda. As she says it, and then wanted me to take up like stamp collecting or a normal hobby. (laughs) So it it took like a good week to talk my own mother out of the fact that I'm not in uh, ISIS.
2: Um, Kara, how does this sort of career hit that Kathy endured impact the world of tech? What are the similarities between this and the Bezos thing? Uh, I think Bezos managed to hit back pretty hard himself. Yeah. Yeah, He did. He wasn't putting up, he is the world's richest man, so he does have assets, so to speak to do that, right? Yeah,
3: he actually inspired me because I actually wrote a thread. I have a next door neighbor that I'm in a civil suit with and he's a Trumper and he stands at the wall. We have a shared wall. That's where it, Kardashians used to live? No, on the other side, the Kardashians were a dream. I okay. swear to God, I know that's hard to believe. They were neighbors. But they were my next door neighbors during this whole thing, which I hope, if you see the film, we, I mean, the the stories that got cut, can I tell one story that got All right, cut? very quickly. We okay, really quickly, questions. all right, so get this. Okay, so Kim is, dumb as a box of rocks but she's super sweet and um, like really sweet like one day I called her and I said my mom's really depressed can you send the ki- kids over and she did and it was really sweet and stuff so the husband's you know crazy I call him pobs because he um, thinks he's Pablo Picasso you know and he writes Pablo on all his designer clothes and so um, so anyway he went on one of those 5150 psych holds which I'm this close this close to doing and that's where that you go to the nut bin and just rest and so um, he, he came back and I never heard from Pobbs, he's, right. he's not a talker. And um, my then boyfriend runs into the kitchen and he goes, holy shit, you're not gonna believe what Kanye just did. Well, who wouldn't react to that? So I go, what? And so Pobbs comes home, and of course, I'm not gonna bother him, it's a serious day. He goes in the backyard and he goes, ah! Like that, loud, and then like at level 10, he blares up fucking Enya. Far away, far away, far away, far away, no way, ah! not tell you that. That's why we need the First Amendment. <laughs> and your other neighbor? What? So you're in the lawsuit with the other neighbor. Oh, the other neighbor stands at the wall and he calls me uh, a cunt and a bitch and, oh, trumpet the heat on you, you bald dyke, because I had shaved my head in solidarity with my sister who had passed away from cancer two days prior to the incident. So anyway, I wrote a thread about it, and I ran it by all my very expensive lawyers, and I really was kind of inspired by the Bezos medium thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, I, I, you know, he's a CEO of a very powerful company called KB Homes and I thought, boy, I thought those... <laughs> And his name is Jeffrey T. Mesger. Okay, all right. Anyway, that's all covered. It's all covered. All right. um, so I thought, you know, I, just, I, I have so many friends that have been so much braver than I in the Me Too and Time's Up movement that I thought, well, what am I being quiet for? Because this, right. this guy, so, you know... I, 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 I'm,
2: I'm about putting it out there. OK, all right, OK. Um, so that's what, we just had this one. Um, how do you spend your few days after this sort of career hit? The documentary sounds brilliant, and it is, by the way, but will take time. Should you go to Greece and open a club? I guess like Lindsay Lohan.
3: Well, I would naturally, I would have uh, Lindsay be the CFO, because <laughs> she is someone you can count on. Um, but, and the little dancing. So I spend my days working, and producing, and writing, and pitching. I mean, I have had more meetings. And I have met with every network and streaming service. And I actually, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm here. Like, this is the only yes I've gotten in a year and seven. months. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so thank you, you
2: know. Lots- Several dudes didn't want to interview you, but I was just good with it. So, good with it. Um, so anyway, next question: How do you feel about Meghan
3: McCain? Oh, uh, you know, she's all right. She's all right. Okay. I don't, hate, you know, I, I don't dislike her. I, I, I don't like when she goes off on. Do you really want to be Venezuela? Like, okay, girl, calm down. You know, okay. like she right. does those, buzz, those Fox buzzwords.
2: Okay, all right. First, thank you. Question: What's the advice you'd give a young woman entering the workforce
3: today? I give advice that is probably not welcome, but it's real. And okay. I say, if first of all, in, in comedy in particular, don't do it unless you love it because you're going to bomb more than you do well. right? And if you don't have a burning desire to do it, it's probably not your thing, if you're just using it as a stepping stone. But what I also tell young women, especially women of color, is I just am honest and I'll just say, you're not going to get equal pay. These chicks that get 87 cents on the dollar, God love them, I get like a nickel on the dollar. you mm-hmm. know, And it's been like that my whole life. So I just tell them you're going to have to work harder and jump higher, and you're going to have to watch the guys get paid more, and they may be better, the same, or less. Lesser than you in their work capacity, and I just think it's it's better to be honest about that because um, I'm chairman of the new uh, Times Not Up Yet campaign, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I think it, I think Times Up is great, but I think frankly under this administration it's struggling because it's hard to get movement when you've got these two movements happening, Me Too and Times Up, and then you've got this whole umbrella of complete sexism and Don Jr. like making fun of Me Too, et cetera. So I just say you know know that you got to work harder and get in there and dig in and do whatever it takes. And it's a lot of figuring out, like for me, I can't get in the front door, so I figure out a way to get in the side window. But I would also say educate yourself. Like I took over my own promotion of my tour business because the white boys at uh, Live Nation weren't happy when I said, you know, I'd like to start promoting my own shows and they said, you know, you think you're a better promoter than us? And I said, no, you have to accept that picture overnight made me a totally different type of artist. Mm-hmm. I can no longer play the Count Basie Theater in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, mm-hmm. where I used to just go and make fun of the housewives. Mm-hmm. So you know, this the last tour had a specific sort of message. Yeah. And they would put me in banner ads with like Toby Keith. So <laughs> I hired a DC marketing company. I started my first mailing list at the ripe age of 57 and text list. And that's really what sold out the tour. Mm-hmm. And um, I then started- you are, you are a different kind of artist now. You're not gonna talk just about- No, the house I'm Housewives. Hanoi Jane. This, like this. in the way that Hanoi Jane, that photo is with Jane to this day, I am very cognizant that that photo will be with me. And your topics will change, right? The topics that you... Because you didn't talk about politics. You right. You talked a lot in this. You
2: talked about housewives and... Yeah, some and, guy I was banging or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, right. But you can't do that now. Or you don't well, want I'm not to. banging anybody. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, last two questions. We only have a few Yet, seconds. it's early in the day. Oh. <laughs> uh Let's see, which one did this? We have one more left. Have you considered crowdfunding the release of your movie? You can
3: answer that very quickly and we'll do one more. Crowdfunding? Crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. No, because I, I have enough money, and I don't want hardworking people to, like, give their money. You know what okay. I mean? Right. So I did. I also did a lot of charity stuff. Like, I did a tie-in with Trevor Project <laughs> and American Cancer Society and Time's Up. So I would do shows where ticket sales went to those events as well. And I'm actually going to start a run in L.A. at the Laugh Factory, which is really how I, like, got my first sort of big break. And even though I said I would never do clubs again, I'm going to do, um, there's five Mondays in April, and it's literally just going to be a new hour Every week, and the show is called Kathy Griffin A New Hour Every Week because, if nothing else, I'm prolific. And so maybe that will make the industry people go, Mm -hmm. oh, she's not like these guy comics that need like two years to come up with 20 minutes. Right. Last question here, and I'm doing it for free pro bono. All right, we only have
2: just one second to finish. Don't yell Um, at me. I won't yell at you. (laughs) Am yelling at you? I'm speaking in a quiet But can we voice. call Dorsey just real quick? No. <laughs> One of the things in this, in this movie, which I think is also very, there's sad parts of it, you can feel yeah. a sadness in it, is, and I want you to just comment on this and then we can get going and go to our parties and find you a date. Okay. Um, at the lesbian said, party? At the lesbian party. Okay. There's some very attractive lesbians. Are, I,
3: I don't, I, I, I'm pro-lesbian. I'm pro. Okay. Um,
2: the, when you said in the, in the uh, movie, I'm the girl who never learned the lesson.
3: Yes, I'm Kathy Griffin, and I never learned my lesson. What does that mean? Did you learn your lesson? No, and, and I'll tell you why. All the things that I've done that a bunch of old white guys told me I shouldn't have done are the things that made me successful. And that's why I proudly say I bought my house $10.5 million cash mm-hmm. because I'm friends with Susie Orman, and Susie says, girlfriend! If you can pay cash, that means you can't afford it. Denied. And, you know, I like. Also a lesbian. Lesbian? The ultimate. President Orman, 2020. That's my dream. All right. Um, But also, I just think it's important that women sort of come out of the shadows about money and talk about how much they make, because that's how you'll know what your market value is. You can't just believe the guy who's telling you. So last question, do you regret any of this? No. I mean, it's still shit I have to deal with. Like when I went to England, um, there was like a driver dude that took me from London Heathrow to the hotel. And he said he was Moroccan and that if we were in Morocco, he would cut my tongue off. So this was a month ago. And, of course, I thought I could talk him out of it. And I said, are you aware that President Trump called all of Africa shithole countries? Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't believe it. He's the greatest president in the history of America. So that's what you're dealing with. So I assume he he gets his information from social media. I Mm -hmm. mean, I'm assuming that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it was just all about, that's my new normal. Trying to get to a hotel before this guy cuts my tongue out. Oh, wow, that's a bummer, Kathy. Do you have a joke to tell? Uh, I do have a joke because the number one I filmed it and then I was in such a rage because the company was CLS Empire and I called the vice president and he was really cool about it and sure. fired the guy and all this stuff because I said I'm not going to be able to live with myself if I read a month from now like some woman got her fucking tongue cut out you know right. and so um, I filmed me reading him the riot act and it's, it's like a really fancy hotel and I'm screaming at him oh yeah say it again say you want to cut my tongue off if you can get there first I'm going to cut your dick off first so it's going <laughs> to be a fucking horse race. <laughs> and admittedly, I look very ready for a 5150, but I'm, I'm glad I did it. Kathy Griffin, everybody. Paris Swisher, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> Thanks again to Kathy Griffin for joining me on stage. And thanks to you all for listening. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please tell a friend about this show. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area, I'm doing a live podcast taping on April 2nd at the Studio Theater, focusing on AI and self-driving cars. To learn more, just go to events.recode.net slash AI. You can also follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. Now that you're done with this, go check out our other podcasts, Recode Media and Pivot. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Recode Decode, and thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Saturday. Tune in then.
1: HBO Max brings all of HBO to your fingertips, plus an epic list of new Max originals. Whether you're into animation, classic movies, or binge-worthy series, HBO Max's suggested collections are curated by real humans, not robots. So you find the right thing to watch every time. With thousands of options for you and the family to choose from, it's the streaming platform of your dreams. HBO Max, where HBO needs so much more. Start streaming now at hbomax.com.